0: Does everything seem right for everybody? Did you yes. Yeah. Akura, you're all set? Um, I guess the only thing that's missing is that
1: no, you the have to interpreter is now interpreter. You can uh, click the bottom um, right yeah, I thought low. that I
0: had him already set. He, he he got kicked off. Oh no! Maybe he he just has to accept or something because it will say interpreter next to his name once he's. Set yeah. Up. Somehow it switched it to Sham. Oh. Yeah, Sham is interpreter right now. Did that work? Okay. Great. Hold on. Let's see. Now does everything seem correct? Okay, I apologize. This is uh, first time doing this. Um, all the technical stuff. Um, so today's interview is with Atul Saki. Um, for the month of September, I'm going to be sitting in for Archana because um, she's moving. Um, so, and today I'm going to run the technical stuff, um, and Gurungi Priya is going to do the interview. I thought it would be nice because they have some something major in common. So here is so growing I'm, I'm
2: sitting in for Mudden, who's sitting in for Archana <laughs> we'll have multiple multiple sharing here so yes thank you all for your patience and thank you Atula Saki for being here I am very excited to be interviewing her today I I actually I don't know if I've ever told her but when she got initiated, I was really, really excited because even though a guru and being born and you know it's it's a it's a kind of material designation, it still was really special to me to have that sisterhood with you. And I was, I was, yeah, it felt really nice that to have you on board. <laughs> so we are doing the uh, interviews as Archana has started the hero's journey. So we are going to hear from Atula today, her story and the hero's journey really is about taking everything that comes in our life, the good and the bad and the ugly, and being able to uh, integrate it and really see uh You know how it can help us and how it can be beneficial for our journey. So I'm going to read Atula Saki's bio and then we will turn it over to her. Atula Saki was born in New Vrindavan, West Virginia in 1979. Her parents are both disciples of AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. They moved to New Vrindavan in the early days when it was just getting established and eventually they were arranged to marry. She was born during the Palace of Gold Marathon, a very busy time for the community. Like most of the other children, she was placed in the New Vrindavan Gurukula, a boarding style school when she was five years old. The Gurukula closed when she was nine and she went back to live with her family. This was about the time when interfaith was being preached and Nuvrindavan was excommunicated from ISKCON. This resulted in a strange but interesting time for her as she was exposed to every faith or religion in current existence. At age 13, she attended the day school in Nuvrindavan. She also chose to move into the temple ashram. She lived under the care of her dance teacher, who was as sweet as you can imagine a Bengali mother-to-be. Atula finished the last two years of her schooling in a local high school. After graduation, she chose to enter the material world of fashion. After a month of going to the Art Institute in Fort Lauderdale, which was as far away and exotic a place as she could find, she dropped out. After a few twists and turns, she ended up in India with a good friend. This trip to India saved her from drifting too far down a dark road. Although she felt a strong pull towards a bhakti path, she still had a long way to go. She ended up living next to the new Dwarka temple in Los Angeles for the next five years, where she experienced a mix of LA life and Watsika Avenue life the two being somewhat incompatible. She secured an AA in the arts of fashion, worked in the industry, and then as an assistant art teacher. The desire for a different lifestyle led her to Alachua where she met her husband, Amal Asham. They both shared the same vision of having a family, being part of a community and living close to nature. After moving to California to be near close friends and family, Atula's brother Bhima Sain brought them for a visit to Odarya, where they met Guru Maharaj. The temple and gardens were very attractive and they felt the wood, the mood and vibration resonated with them. So naturally they came for more visits as Guru Maharaj's words slowly began to enter their hearts. Anjan Mastami, 2013, They both took initiation from Guru Maharaj and once again took to the path of Bhakti. When they heard about the Saragrahi community in North Carolina, they signed on and left California with their two boys, Atreya and- What? Everything okay? Atreya and Aravinda, they they left California with their two boys, Atreya and Aravinda, to help pioneer the project. This choice eventually led to a deepening of their faith in Bhakti and a welcoming community of friends and families with a similar vision. Beautiful, so I wanna ask you, Atula, to start your story by telling us any significant events in your early life that would have helped you choose the path of bhakti so i feel like it's a little bit of a different story when you're born into the path of bhakti but are there um times in your early life that where that attachment and that longing for bhakti kind of were there and or what inspired you uh as you know as in your early life to commit to the practice of bhakti
1: good question yeah um yeah I've thought about that a little bit and um I realized that when I was young whenever things got really really tough for me um I always found myself at the feet of the altar of the deities at the feet of the deities and somehow like that that was a a good sign that that that's where I found sanctity, and that's where I felt safe and I could always maybe that was always there and and Mm -hmm. and so even though I turned away many times it seemed like I I always even when I was in my early like preteen age I was there I was like I want when things were hard that's where I wanted to be so (laughs) kind of like that, that was a sign. Um, nice. So, you were attracted to the, de- the deities of New like that. Yes, that's where I would, I would run to in the hardest time, just like throw myself on the floor and be like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, um, I thought I might start with the early days if uh, that's okay. Um, yes, please. Um, yeah so my my mother and father were arranged to marry as i said in the bio and um when in those days when they came was really austere they were they were like chopping ice through the pond to get buckets of water to use for bathing and cooking and whatnot and i know there's many stories that have circulated about those times in uvindavan and um and when i was born it was a time when the whole community got together to like push for these the big temple and palace to be the palace especially it was completed actually the same year I was born and um and when I was born I remember my mother she said like it was just like the least important thing was the birth of a child <laughs> these days like as mothers we, we like do this whole ceremony and there's just so much emphasis on like this baby is coming and and those days it was just kind of like oh, another one came, but like everyone was so busy. It, I, my mother could hardly find somebody to help like deliver. It was just, it was like, Aww. you know, not, not that it's a pity or anything. It's just the way it was. It was really yeah. busy. And um, when I came, it it, it was really like, uh, Anubhra Davin had that, like the, the leader of the community pushed for like community and the projects. And it, the, he didn't really like put a lot of emphasis on like self-care or, Care for children or care in general, <laughs> care about it was all just like I don't. Know. It was, it was, it was a lot more emphasis on community than family. And my mother even in the early days, she when it was really when she was having hard times, she twice she tried to run away and escape, and she got, um, and she like got as far as like some way far away field, some farmhouse, and then they were Paul Kirtan and then the sorry if I want to say that, called the leader and was like, Hey, we've got a few of your disciples here, you know, and they would come back <laughs> and grab them and bring them back to New Vrindavan. So it was, it was kind of oh, like, wow, just something about it. And, and it was funny because like, they also, um, they also had, there was like, because it was such a tough thing to go through in New to, to survive the winters and survive in general. Um, when somebody would leave, they would, they would consider them blooped whether they went to a, Another temple, or just left completely, they blooped like they just blooped. Like, and that was the word as a kid I would hear oh, this so and so blooped, and it would just be this like, like they popped or something, <laughs> they just like exploded out and they're like gone, they're like no more in existence. it was just a really weird word, I always thought it was funny, but um, it is, yeah. So, so they so they stuck it through and and made it happen a lot. My, my dad was especially a big part in building the community and doing, he would tell me stories when I was a little girl, his great feats of like creating a pulley across this big valley or like single-handedly pushing uh, an ox cart out of this ditch that nobody thought was possible. Or, you know, he was, wow. he was my hero and I always uh, thought he was like a super, super man. Yes. You know, so, yeah so so that's kind of what what I was born into a really kind of like people that had a lot of heart and love and like really wanted to follow a leader and really create something a lot of passion and and it took a lot of commitment so um when I came you know it was during those days when when everybody would give everything to Krishna including their children at least that's what they were thinking you know I'm giving my Everything to Krishna, and, and when they would have children, so naturally we would go into the Gurukula when we were five years old. I went in when I was five, and um, and they didn't know like what what that really meant. I think it was kind of like a big experiment. I think I consider it like uh, trying something that has never mm-hmm. been done in in this culture in the West yeah. from something that's as ancient. And there were certain rules, I think, of where they how they created ashram and the way we were following it i don't know if that's how it really rolled back then (laughs) Um, but either way for me the ashram was um a mix of blessings and also a lot of negative connotations as well Um, it was really steady We we would wake up every morning to the conch shell we would we would bathe in like our ice cold showers three times we would turn around Head to the temple, <laughs> like everything was dark, and um, we would head in, and and we would be like we would chant for uh, a certain amount of time before the deities would would open, um, mm-hmm. and then after that we would go back to the temple and clean up and eat breakfast, then go to school, which was two miles down the road. Um, so wow. we'd walk there every day, all the way two miles, rain, snow, whatever you name it. We'd walk to school and then walk back. So it was like really austere and really wow. very, very they ran it very like a military camp, really strict. Like everything was just but we played. We played the whole way there. We played the whole way back. We found a we found a way to always be playing. So yeah, it was sweet. It was sweet. Um, and actually it was pretty sweet the first year or so, but the um the, the last few years I I um had a hard time because I was in an ashram uh, a class with um a teacher who had a daughter and this daughter decided for whatever reason that i would be her target so i was bullied really heavily by her and yeah. i was like in my sixth and seventh year and her she like she would she would do all kinds of things that get me into trouble like she would steal one of the girls little gopal deities and put it under my underwear and my cubby and then tell on me like look what she did and everyone would be coming around to gather and look and like, wow, she stole Gopal, like how horrible she is. <laughs> yeah, And I put it in some big trouble. And another Aww. time she she like, I want a sari and uh, the community was hosting uh, the ashram and mainly the group was hosting a giant festival in honor of the kids, really, which is rare. Yeah. And they yeah. had all these games set up and I won one of the games and I had played a game. I'd won it. And that alone was like, oh, my God. And they gifted me this beautiful green sari woven with gold thread. And it was just like the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And I was so yeah. excited. And she came over this girl. She was like, that's mine. And grabbed it from me and ran her mother and goes, she stole this from me. And I won it in a game and she stole it from me oh no <laughs> so I was like her her thing against me I have no idea like where it came from um right but I honor that that was my karma <laughs> for whatever reason that was what I had to go through but I was always in trouble always mopping floors doing extra chores writing lines oh. standing in the corner and every time I would try to say hey, it wasn't me you know I would be like it would no one would no one would oh. like yeah I had no voice and yeah it was just really I saw I I kind of felt alone at that point in my time like really alone like yeah even the other girls in the ashram they didn't know how to handle this they just kind of try not to be targets themselves and try to be as friendly as possible to this person and it was just a really hard time and eventually like she left yeah like sure yeah no no problem I can do that I talk fast sometimes um so yes um it was a really lonely time and yeah I felt very isolated and there was a there was nice times to go home and be with my family but then it just felt like I don't think I I had a lot of trust for for anybody. I I kind of actually retreated a lot into my own safety of myself, like really Mm -hmm. introverted, really introverted. And introverted is like, yeah, is is how I I was. I was just thinking about the next thing. The next thing is interesting. She left and was no longer a part of my life and she blooped. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) so... So, uh, but the damage was done, I don't know. I just, I was a little messed up from that. But uh, I, I, um, the next thing that happened was pretty interesting. The, the whole school um, closed down and we were all sent to public school, all 200 of us like at once. Wow. Like, okay. So I think the community was, I think that's about the time when uh, the leader got hit on the head and was going okay. through some really intense, there was a lot of like intense things. And I think it was, people were just leaving and, and it wasn't enough to like sustain the school so it right. closed the school closed and we um we were sent to public school a local public school and uh at that time we had a huge fear of of the outside world because right. we were fed and we were New daven was not in a city it was not an even in a town it was like in a bubble out in the middle of West Virginia in the mountains it was it would we I don't think like I even 300 over 300 acres right It's actually like 5,000 at that time 5,000 wow 5, acres yeah huge bubble huge bubble <laughs> and so and the and and we like we would play games on the way to school like there was a couple locals that lived along certain roads and, and would like passed by their house and they would have deer hanging on their outside deer skins hanging there was like skulls up on their barn and and we would like be so scared of them and like dare each other to go touch their fence and <laughs> run away and just really scared so here we were like we're gonna go to out to this school with the, these carmies and meat eaters and god it was it was it was really scary but we were all together so there was a sense of like well we're all going and it's yeah we're and when we got to the when we went to the school, we were we were given these lunch boxes and uh, and these red lunch boxes. And so you either had a choice, uh, not a choice. They were given to you. So one one had a sticker of the palace and the other had a picture of a rock band and the rock band. It, it was like four guys with long, wild hair, and they like had these like crazy outfits and they were like rockers. and um for some reason I guess the temple would bottle these maybe some deal and and they put palace stickers on but they didn't have enough stickers oh. so half of us had the rockers and the other half had the palace of the the palace of gold and we were just like it was funny because we were like not sure which one was better because the other thing looked so far out like whoa right what are these guys and they look really cool and like oh you got the rocker and so it just, our, my first, that was my first, we hadn't even gone to the school yet, but that was my first glimpse of a taste that I'm going into a world I've never, it's like a foreign world. Like, right. what is this rock band? Like, what is a rock band? I have no idea. So we, we get to right. the school and, and they're scared of us because we are, they were raised with like, they were raised with fear of um, of us, like we right. kill people and we bury them under the palace. And, you know, it's, it's scary for them to, right to uh to know that like they're gonna be in school with these kids that are part of this crazy cultish community. And right. So um <laughs> so they had their judgments and we had ours. And um yeah. and it, it was really strange initially. We even still had a uniform on like a cat we, we used to have like an uh, ashram um, uniform, but now we had like a Catholic skirt and like tie, and like they still had uniforms on us and go to the school, and all the other children would be wearing whatever fashion of the day, and yeah, you know, it was really interesting initially that being in the ashram and going to public yeah. school there, and so yet again, it was really for it was really I didn't feel connection to these teachers or any the school itself. It was like not part of my real world. It was just something yeah. foreign, and eventually. They, they would ask us all kinds of questions and we would talk to them about, and they, they started to like us a little more. I yeah. was actually, because of my shyness and my introvertedness, I, I didn't make any, like, really mu- many friends. I still kept to myself quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so eventually the ashram closed as well, and we were all sent home to live with our parents again. And I was nine years old. And am I talking too fast again? I apologize. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was, I was, um, I was sent home to live with my parents. And this is when I was nine years old, and New Vrindavan was going through big changes, being one being interfaith, um, yeah. which was the idea that um, it's interesting, because in the scripture, our scriptures say, you know, to, to just like, uh, to let go of all abandon all varieties of religion and um, I think our community at that time was doing the opposite of that and embracing all varieties of religion mm. <laughs> so um, so we had like people coming from all over the world to, to have to talk and connect and I'll just name a few Elizabeth Claire Prophet came and the the chief of the a, of a Native American uh, tribe from uh-huh. North Dakota came to speak. Um, there were Buddhist monks who came. Okay. Even an, even an African king from a tribe wow. from Africa. Like it was just really varied and, and a lot of Christian people with Christian faith. And um, yeah, a lot of people came from all over and Nuvrindavan was doing a lot of outreach through the rainbow gatherings. So we had okay. Krishna camp. And we would, we would get on, we, would, we had a huge school bus that we converted into the a, a Krishna camp bus and it was always fully loaded. I would ride in the back on top of the teepee poles and we'd had every year, we'd go to the rainbow gatherings <laughs> and, and 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 it wow. was like really open, like so people, and also during this time, um, the leader had gotten and had gone to prison. So he was no longer physically present okay. in the community which is funny because it's almost like the parent is gone you know the the leader is gone and everybody yeah. was just doing their thing and it, it was very open like yeah some people were like really into the Native American uh okay. stuff like just really loved like doing crystal doing new age stuff doing we have we had a sweat lodges we would have um we were invited to, actually the Indian chief invited us to come to his tribe in South Dakota for a sun dance. And I went with my father actually. Uh And one of the, another devotee participated in the sun dance and like got the eagle feathers pierced through his chest and danced in the sun for three days. And they're just, Uh yeah, they just, everyone is, and I thought it was really interesting how everyone sort of like, what everyone's flavor started to become It was really yeah. a very really wide mix of flavors i mean even my own parents my mother just she she always felt connected to native american um uh, the native american tribes and i think it was like she kind of enjoyed getting in touch with that and yeah it, it was it was kind of messy though you know yeah it's yeah. it not really nothing was straight i mean it was just Anything there wasn't gone. a focus I guess yeah it wasn't a focus and um but it was kind of beautiful in a way yeah in a way, there was some beauty to it but it was unfocused and for me like we studied the bible uh we had bible night I mean what, what how crazy was that right like by then I'm nine years old so I'm I'm a, I'm a devotee Krishna but here you're on I'm, I'm just curious like so we're yeah, night and I going to sun. Yeah. So my whole idea of, of spirituality was just kind of blown apart at that point. I just I didn't have any idea what there was too much of it for me to process to the point where I just more looked at what people's energies and hearts were like. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like getting people's vibrations. I was mm-hmm. kind of focused on their yeah. <laughs> so um. Yeah, it might. Oh, and a huge influence was Amish. Everybody just in our community started really loving the Amish thing. We were they had a lot of Amish communities nearby because they wanted we wanted to live sustainably like that and like yeah. and take from that what we could. And so my dad really appreciated the Amish lifestyle and would go visit those farms, learn how to learn. Um, they're a group of people that have have sort of. Frozen in time, if you will. <laughs> frozen in time. They live like as if it was in the 1800s. Yeah. Okay. okay. And uh, um, so, yeah, everything was, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Was a lot fun. of
2: exploring. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But then uh, the, t- the, everything, interfaith happened kind of slow at the same time. It wasn't like overnight. It just kind of kept getting more and more intense like initially mm-hmm. it was going and preaching it and and getting people coming then um then when i was 13 i i i was uh my my father decided to help me uh help pay tuition for me to go to the day school in new vrindavan and um and i from the public school so this is mm-hmm. you were still in okay yeah so up until then so when I yeah up until I was 13 I was in the public school from like okay. second grade to to sixth grade I was in public okay. school then at 13 I I, I went to the, the devotee school and and it, it was a dream school like I really loved it everything we did we it was very connective we helped harvest the communities. like like potatoes or whatever was in harvest we all as a community we would help everyone harvest or we would herd cows from one end of the community to the other Mm -hmm. we we had like part of we had our own school garden that we planted and um and it was really really sweet and i had a really wonderful dance teacher a bengali woman named Mm -hmm. amrita oh no i'm sorry that's my mother's name her name was nectar (laughs) so Nectar, which means Amrita. So, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> she was really wonderful. And I was going at the time my, in my home life, like my mother was having a lot of difficulties and my parents had divorced and there was, she was having her own difficulties and life. It, it seemed like whenever I would um, be at the temple and and with the community and at the school it was one vibe and then I would go home and it would be another vibe and I just mm-hmm. wasn't feeling comfortable floating between these two right so I asked my mother but actually I moved in to the temple before I asked her actually <laughs> I asked well Nectar offered to care for me and she okay. helped me and I got a room in the temple and everything and I moved all my stuff really slowly actually the things I really needed and finally one day after asking my mother night after night can I stay tonight at the temple the nectar will be there yeah and eventually I was like can I move into the temple so yeah, yeah. She was like sure you know by that. I, that was my mother she I don't think she would have liked it if I outright just came and said I want to move into the temple but I got her really used to it right so by that time <laughs> she was like used to the yeah it's, it's like could, smooth yeah. it was smooth <laughs> And I really feel like it was such a blessing because nectar was the sweetest, like most, she would cook a feast for me. And I would say, well, aren't you going to share this with me? And she would say, no, I cooked it all for you. She wouldn't even eat it. Like, I don't know why she she had her own reasons. I don't know. But she would cook these amazing meals and she would just make sure I, I was like really well cared for and nourished. And I was, you know... Just the food alone, I guess, really says it all. Yeah. Her, it was part of her love and yeah, her um, kindness. And and I was steady, a really steady life, chanting every day, Mangalartik, going to school, dancing. It was just, you know, I wasn't yeah. really a great dancer or anything. It was I was very awkward. Part of my introvertedness was an awkwardness in my body. And I, I but you know, it was fun even so. Yeah. It was, it was fun up until I had to get on stage, but. <laughs> yeah that's when I really I'm not a dancer but um yeah so it was so how time. long how many
2: years were you living in the temple and going I, was there, to day um, school.
1: I was I was going to the day school for two years okay and I I lived partly with my father at some point he moved back to New me he'd been away and then he moved uh-huh. back and he lived next to the temple so I moved back in with him and um And this is about the time when things got really, were getting kind of wild. Like I had a lot of friends who were taking initiation, uh, people I knew who were taking initiation from uh, the leader community. I actually was 14 and I was prepared to take initiation. I had my robe laid out, not a sari, a robe. (laughs) that's what they were wearing at that time. And they had monk, it was like, they really um, were trying to make the, uh, there was like a book that the leader had come out with called uh, Christ and Krishna or something. Right. Like yeah. this whole idea, I remember that he, he might've been wanting to do interfaith, but he really was raised by a Baptist minister. So he had a lot of influence from yeah. that. And then he was almost taking those two things and trying to squash them together. But the, the, mm. maybe the San Franciscan monks and... Did I say that right? No, the um,
2: Friend, yeah, Franciscan monks. Yeah,
1: yeah, them, and then merging it with like, uh, Krishna. Yeah. yeah. So so it was a very odd mix. Like you wore the robes and the beards and the simple. Right. You know, uh, and then it was like you know singing in hymns rather than in Sanskrit. It was mm. hymns. There was an organ. They they got it. They even had a Jesus in the temple on one of the viastasans to honor him so um wow. was, was he back uh when he was giving initiations to your friends
2: was he back in the community or was it from jail or was he giving initiations from jail
1: jail oh
2: okay
0: yeah
1: or or i'm trying to remember actually it's a good question either it was from jail or he had like in between jail like he was in and then oh that's right there. i remember that he had a
2: house where he had to yeah that's like, right yeah
1: yeah yeah so
2: <laughs> something like
1: that. it's kind of confusing but yeah that somewhere and all that i was and and um it was interesting because i was going to take initiation and and i had two women um who were kind of prominent in my life at the time one her name was joy from the rainbow gathering and the other one was jody soma who was an old friend of my dad's and who who traveled Around and once in a while she'd visit New Brindavan and always come to see us and yeah she had like she basically like was like wanted to see how I was doing and and when she heard I was gonna take initiation she was very upset because she's she saw everything that, that was pretty bad like she just was, was like this, this she doesn't know what she's doing this isn't this you know and she wasn't into what was happening with interfaith or any of that but yeah. Joy was from the Rainbow Gathering was a, a disciple of the leader and they were both fighting over me (laughs) Uh and and I was like kind of like torn like well here's one person I really respect and another and they're fighting over me and yeah I I want to take initiation but and I felt like well I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do this initiation (laughs) but the next the day of it got canceled luckily so i was saved somehow Krishna I don't even know how or why but it got canceled okay probably a good reason yeah so initiation was canceled and i um i got saved from that and and the next year i went back to public school because the day school only, only went up to eighth grade okay and um at the after a year of being in the in the other world yeah i the next the following year i i i begged my mother to let me move back into the temple and do a homeschool or something i I was, Uh I was was crying and I was like, I can't go back. I can't go back. So she agreed and I moved back into the temple and yeah. So I was living for another, when I was 16, I spent my year in the temple ashram again, but but without nectar, she wasn't there anymore, but yeah, but there was another, uh, I actually moved in this time with two of my friends. I got them you know, they also wanted to do it. So there was a group of us, uh, um, we created our own little school <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah we had a, a nice time just being 16 year old and we did it we did it right like we were I would say we did it pretty good we 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 did we did go to morning pro, we did go to all the programs chant arounds, do service um we didn't do so much studying of scripture though for whatever mm. we, but that part of it the ritual we did the ritual yeah yeah and um, you know that that lasted and and kind of until it just fell apart, and I, I, w- I had to go back to the um, public school. And I you feel finished like high school. I, feel, I did. I went back to the high school and just finished it out and um and got my got my high school diploma. <laughs> so yeah, so that kind of. Um, the, the interesting thing was that even though i had had so much going on with religion and being in the temple doing everything because there was no gyan or or any, or any anything that was grounding me in it it was just a ritual that uh-huh. wasn't, wasn't deep enough to keep me in it and i felt yeah. like i felt like it was time to explore the world you know really explore the world and. See what was out yeah, it can there it could be more of just
2: like a cultural experience yeah. or maybe like a yeah like a cultural designation something that yeah yeah, yeah. So you exactly.
1: explored so you decided to explore your that get out of that bubble i decided to explore out of the bubble <laughs> yes the bubble burst and i was i was um i was taking my association at that time, I had two really good friends, um, and we we hung out a lot together and um, kind of had our own little fairy circle. We were like fairies. We spent a lot of time in the forest and really connected with with the with the forest and the the idea of like um, fantasy. Mm-hmm. A lot of photo shoots of us in the forest doing flower reeds and like uh uh-huh. uh just we we like that's how i spent like my gopi fairies gopi fairies and <laughs> until like someone got a boyfriend and then it all changed but yeah um, they do that it was now. it was like the but it was a it was like party now it was party time and and i did a little a bit of that with them and and until i, I and i was actually like it wasn't it, it wasn't like it was kind of negative for me. It was too much, too much drugs, too much like of everything. I got really intense. I I think I was, I I felt almost like, um, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna like suffer if I stay here. Yeah. It was about the time when a friend of mine asked me to come to India with her and, and, and that was a game changer yet again, Uh another game changer going to India was, was, it was like, taking the journey that, that I had to take to see it for real, to see what yeah. it what, what, what was this all about? Well, I needed to see that. And I don't even think I intentionally thought that and going, but right. now that I look back, I'm like, I had to see that. I had to see what real Bhakti could look like. What, what was the potential and, and, and the magic of Vrindavan and Mayapur mm-hmm. captured me. It was like the people and the, the way they lived it. It was like, it wasn't fake. It was, this was real this Mm is something real and it was pure and and seeing that and and being in India it was just like took it it showed me the potential of spirituality actually yeah
2: how long were you able to be there for six
1: months I was there oh wow that's a nice amount of time yeah yeah it was really sweet time and just going to all the everywhere I went all over yeah and really helped me just like I, d- I really love. This is what I love. Like yeah, yeah. Reestablishing that in my heart. Like, um. Then from there, my mother had moved to LA, and my sister. So I chose right. to find a school there and study fashion again. Yeah. Um. And this time, I I did finish and have a degree, and I worked in the field, and and then realized that it was so far from what I wanted like I didn't realize till I was in it it was like cutthroat and dog eat dog and people yeah. climbing over each other's backs to get to uh the top it was really bad and I felt it like and I was like working in these off like there's like no windows in my office where I had mm-hmm. it was just like in a jail I was like in a prison <laughs> and um I felt like it wasn't my place I was I didn't yeah. feel right there. yeah and I About the same time I quit, I got fired, actually. And I was driving back towards Vatsika and I just, I went straight into the temple and I was just like, Krishna, what do I do? I spent all this time and energy studying this thing. I don't don't wanna be a fashion designer, like at all, like that that went out the door pretty quick. Yeah. And um, uh, while I was in the temple, Krishna sent somebody to me, uh, I believe. And she came in in the form of an, an art teacher, Shakuntala. She asked me, she just came, she said, I'm looking for someone to help me teach art classes to children. you be interested and i looked like what i just lost my job and here you are offering me like a really sound you were still in the temple room like right after you still in the temple room wow okay (laughs) so i've gone straight from the getting fired into the temple room was praying and not knowing what i'm going to do next and she comes up and is like i have a job for you and i accepted and and so shakuntala she was a force to be reckoned with i'll just name so she she taught art classes from like eight in the morning until six at night like every day sometimes on weekends if there was a party she did yoga classes she mm-hmm. organized rathiatra she 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 was always like doing something anyway she was mm-hmm. very and she had a very a very hectic kind of wild like situation that i went into it was like her business was just so unorganized and things were just kind of falling through the cracks and she just uh-huh. was trying to hold it together and 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 I didn't have any skills like I in that way I could not no life skills of what I couldn't even leave a, a message on a machine like hey okay. uh, can I you owe this much money no it was like so hard for me any business secretarial yeah for some reason she even though I'm more of an artsy type is not my place she really wanted she likes me enough that she liked working with me. She really just kind of was like, "All right." She's training me up the whole way, training me up, training yeah. me up. And she's not a nice boss, so <laughs> even though she's a really sweet person, um, working for her was hard. But but she had to be because it was she she had a lot a lot for um, to keep it managed. And yeah, she, yeah. Knew, she knew she had the vision of what needed to happen. She couldn't do it herself, but she could apply me to it, and we created a really really amazing like working business relationship but over the years the two years I worked for her she saw that um that there was more under this shell that I had this like sort of mm-hmm. introverted like hiding behind myself like I was mm-hmm. so internal and I I would never I was scared almost of uh-huh. of, of things outside of myself almost like a little fearful and like if she did things that I didn't like I wouldn't say hey that's not that's not okay I would just like not talk to her for a little bit or whatever I was very passive aggressive I guess so one day she was just like I'm gonna I'm gonna break that I'm gonna get you to come out of there I don't I know you're in there she's like I know you're in there and and she did she actually did she broke my shell and I I she released the dragon (laughs) (laughs) years had bottled it all up I was just such a I like kept it all inside and dealt with it uh-huh. internally most of the time. I never external. No, I was scared to confront anybody or yeah. And it was just really important that she was there to help me move through that. Cause I don't think I would be who I am if, if that wasn't for her. So,
2: yeah. But, so cause we're um, running a little short on time. I thought maybe you could, so it seems like you were always drawn to staying close to devotees and staying close to practicing bhakti and you had a little bit of chance to try out the material world but you 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 didn't have to try it too much you understood that you it was only going to lead to suffering and um yeah and it seems like your experience with shakuntala really matured you kind of brought out brought out a whole um part of you that might through the difficulty of it yeah. right even yes. it was so difficult yes. it brought out a part of you that might not have and i really like what you said about um you know growing up uh you know you were attached to krishna but there wasn't so much of that sambandha gyan so do you want to share a little bit maybe yeah of you how know. you came to um
1: find that <laughs> good question Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I felt like I, I, my mold got broken a couple times. It was, it was really good for me, all the messiness and the craziness. Mm-hmm. That I did. When I, when I finally, when I met Amal and I had moved to Lachua to get away from all the big city stuff. And I, yeah. I met him there and we, one day we, we had a vision of, uh, we were in a beautiful place that, 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 was really amazing. It was like a permaculture orchard and it was just beautiful up there and, and the La- it was near Lachua. Um, but we had a vision that was like, we want community. The only thing missing here is Krishna. Like everything mm-hmm. we have here is beautiful, but there's no, there's nothing, there's no juice. So sent us on a mission to California to be with other, well, at this point, guru coolies. And yeah. my brother took us to, when I, we went out there, my brother brought us to visit Adaria. And, uh, and of course we fell in love with the temple there it was just really beautiful. And, um, and when, what I realized is like, when I, when we met Guru Miraj and Odarya and the whole thing, it was not, um, it w- there was no more triggers. Uh, there was not as many, there was the triggers that I had like with ISKCON or mm-hmm. with temples or with Krishna consciousness, there was all these triggers that I carried from the right things and 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 I, I wasn't faced with those triggers when I came there it felt like uh-huh. it wasn't that Maya is horrible and the material world is, is, mm. is you know, or that like oh they're karmis and this there's no like all
0: these I know, we, I we thought
2: they were like a different species right yeah I
0: don't,
2: they weren't even human beings karmis there was they such a even... negative connotation <laughs>
0: exactly. I remember
1: thinking that it's like are they human <laughs> right are they even human like they eat animals i mean jesus yeah
0: <laughs> so, so you yeah didn't thought,
1: yeah there wasn't that the groom Raj, he he called it a monastery he would refer to them as monks it was a simple not this crazy splendor of like the temple i was, I was used to it was very humble and simple and it was like attractive it was like this is something i could really get into and yeah just words and he, he he actually told me the first day i met him uh, when we visited him and sat down in his room and he said, uh, he, I told him a little bit and he just said, you know, I've helped, I've helped um, others who've been there, you know, from coming from where you've yeah. been, you know, I've helped them and, yeah. and saying, I can help you too. I'll help you too. You know, nice. And, uh, it was really sweet. And, um, but you know, I had trust issues at that point. I, 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 yeah. I, I, when our, when our, when we started growing and, and taking on more with bigger projects, I actually got really scared because it was like, Oh, I'm here we go again, big projects. They need more of our time and more 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 work, more labor to create something. This whole I was I got really kind of nervous about that, I think. Like you was- mean Sri Chaitanya Sangha yeah uh, our sangha was our sangha, sangha. Yeah. We had it, yeah we had it pretty good but then it was like suddenly we were growing and right right more and and it was really hard for me because i i i had a very huge distaste for like accumulating more and making things bigger or i right. like small simple and it felt like even though it was small like each one of our projects wasn't in, in a way kind of small it just felt overwhelming to me and like yeah i actually was turned a little and, and i'm always Amal was going through some things too of his own and and I, I also had never fully like gotten to that place of trust I think where yeah. I could trust any Swami in general yeah it's something came up with that and we were we were um we were exploring other paths I remember uh once we went to a a movie of Thich Nhat Hanh, who was somebody that we'd been listening to and in this movie, in this documentary, the disciples were, were taking initiation, shaving their heads. They were giving up their worldly things. They were going on these walks, with slow, silent, long walks with Thich Tan. It was just like, couldn't hear a sound. It was just wow. quiet, just walking for hours. Like I yeah. felt like, like they were just walking and walking. And when we got out of the theater, Amal looked at me and he's like, I guess I'm not a Buddhist, <laughs> I was like that was it as not you know they were doing the same shaved head but yeah so so we we decided you know like we were just exploring and and at some point um he was going to take we had only one remnant of our connection to bhakti left which was two pictures one of sri prabhupada and one of radha vandavan chandra on our bookshelf and everything else had gone our our cases of Sri bhagavatams our 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 statues we had of krishna Balaram and he was taking, they was like, Well, I guess we don't need these anymore.
0: <laughs> and yeah. I said,
1: No, no, those stay. And I realized, like, I can't let, I'll never let that go. That's, yeah. that's the propa and that's Radha Vernavachandra. They will right. never, they will never go. Like, they'll right. always be in my heart. That was my realization at that moment. I wasn't ever going to let that. And it was interesting that that internal, like, res- yeah. I didn't, I, I acted all, Oh, let's go with the flow and try. Yeah. You know, oh, no, there was like, we got too far. And I was like, we're not, I can't go there. So, yeah. and interestingly enough, around that time, we ended up in, um, in a class at Sar- in Saragahi, um, the Sandarbhas. We were studying the Paramatma Sindarbas They were studying Paramatma, Paramatma Sandarbhas. And when we came into that class, we didn't even plan on coming. It was just kind of random, but the class um, that Dulal gave um, was just the words of Jiva just spoke so deep to my heart like everything every word he said it was almost like I came at the perfect class at the perfect time somehow because what he was saying was just what I needed to hear Uh and it's like we gotta we gotta come back again and 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 like each class we were just like and Sumati was like had her pad and she's writing really like fast and just like listening (laughs) questions and I'm like she's been doing this for like and she's Excited, she's all enthusiastic i'm like i'm in the right place this is the right yeah. place like this yeah. is where we are we're on this ground here where we're just like covering new territory like and it was just so beautiful and, and so it gave me so much that i i think that was when when we finally were like for me at least where i was having these pillars of faith being pounded into the ground of like what this is what is this and right very much, all the time has been speaking it and speaking it and, and yeah. my ears i wasn't able to because of my inability to fully see him properly. I, but through that, I could finally see Guru Maharaj properly. Like, the, wow. Guru Maraj, you know, even one day he, he was at our house and Guru Maharaj looked at me and he said, I hear you've been uh, going to, listening to the Sandharvas, you know, and his eyebrows raised a little, like, you know, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, so it felt like he, he knows, he knows so, like, he, he's the living embodiment of that, like of everything right. I'm finding. So it was just like, finally this connection with 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 the whole thing with with the scripture and with the living representative it just kind of locked wow. together and, and finally felt like I I didn't I wasn't on this crazy like uncertain t- journey I was finally ready to commit my first step into bhakti like really my truly my first step like realizing I want like, what I want and, wow and how and long we, were those classes? The Sundarbha class. I think we went months. for a year. A it year, was, wow. It was a year. It was a long time. We went for. It felt like a year. I yeah. don't know. Maybe was shorter, but it felt like a while. Uh, that year, yeah, pretty much. That You just year. really
2: committed to going to those classes. Yeah, and yeah, three we times a week.
1: Yeah, it was three times a week, and we were there, like excited every day. And um, and then you know, Sarah Grahi, uh, you know led us to connecting with uh, Hillsborough, with Skurangi and Madan and our, we were actually gonna move to Alachua cause we wanted friends for our children. And they saw us at the wedding and uh, our friend's wedding. And they, they came up and we we're like, we're moving to Alachua. And, you know, and they're like, what? Hold on. So <laughs> their love. And they're just like, no, we love you. Come be with us. You know, and they talked, our hearts answered. We were like, yeah, why would we do that? Like, even though at the time Hillsborough had no children, like of my boy's age, hardly just Pranaya maybe was like the only one. Yeah. Right. Boom. But it all manifested very quickly. Many children came and it worked out. But yeah, so We're sorry. So I know you I came. Know, but yes, me too. Thank
2: you. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's so, it's so interesting to me. I really think it's powerful to hear your story and how, how important sometimes we don't, or Gurukulis especially might not understand the importance of Sambandha Gyan and how having that foundation of why and what and where we're going and you know the philosophy can be hard sometimes like you were saying living in the temple it was the rituals and that's sometimes a little easier but it's really nice to hear how that's when everything started clicking for you and that that was a really important part of your journey
1: yeah is there
2: anything else that you want to share about um maybe the most profound change that you've seen in yourself through uh
1: yeah Um, yeah i I had some very deep scars connected to um to chanting the mantra Mm -hmm. um and also maybe reading (laughs) like the books in general, yeah. and I feel like um, um, the biggest change I've noticed is that once once, um, once those those things happened, I slowly started to find so much nourishment in, in that, where I'd never thought I could, I thought, well, I'll always have art, like, uh, this yeah. camping is so difficult, like, I can't get through this, like how, you know, but now I, I feel like I, I can actually—it's uh, like my—I call it my lifeline. <laughs> it's like yeah. my lifeline. Like without it, I am nothing. Like this is my lifeline, and like and I and I I've, I finally am able to connect with Japa and with with the scripture and just in general with that. And I feel like wow, something I never thought I could ever do was 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 enjoy chanting and like wow. I don't know.
2: So. That's a huge change <laughs> yeah. for sure. That's thank you for sharing that. Yeah. All right. Well, before we take questions, are there any other insights or gifts or life lessons from your journey that we want to share with us? Because it's through sharing, you inspire others. So we, it's really nice hearing your journey. But if there's anything else, um, any other parts of your story that maybe really created wisdom or special gifts for you, any last last bits and then maybe we'll take some questions
1: I think that um along the way I feel like having certain uh association like knowing certain people along the way it's always felt like 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 Jody Soma um nectar yeah my mother my father you guys like just along the way there's this like people that are in your life and 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 they're so connected to bhakti and so having those connections I've never fully got swept away because of them and yeah I I don't you know what would have happened so yeah
2: yes association is so powerful well thank you it was really really nice hearing your story and some of it I've heard before but there were some parts that I didn't hear before (laughs) I I never heard about nectar, so she sounds <laughs> sounds like a real sweetie. Um, so yes, thank you for being here and for sharing your story. And I'm like I said in the beginning, I'm. It's nice to have a a Gurukuli sister. Yeah, <laughs> found, well. found shelter with Gurumara Arisanga. Do we have any questions for Atulasaki? That anyone would like to ask. Let's check the chat real quick.
0: All right. Okay. Uh, we have no questions, but uh just want to thank you because this was just amazing. And I'm I'm moved to tears here at the end. So. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah thank you thank,
1: thank you thank you i appreciate your words and all that you guys do actually i'm, I'm a big fan actually. <laughs> all your work i follow
2: yeah. yeah i i have a question actually even though i've already been asking the question <laughs> um so what what is your relationship with New Nubrindavan today like do you do you I'm sure you still feel a connection to it um but yeah what is your it, it did change so much and then it joined back into ISCON, and yeah. um, I guess you weren't you weren't there for a lot
1: of that part yeah no. right I went back for the Mela in 2006 was it uh uh-huh. Mela was amazing and um I haven't been back since then or oh, did I know I might have been once no I went once more with with Amal um uh-huh and, and um I haven't gone in a long time and I feel like I'm scared to yeah <laughs> I see pictures sometimes I'm like is that that's it just looks like it's becoming more it's it's I don't know it could be really great but I I'm a little nervous I have this dream yeah. in my mind of what it is and actually right. I really love I love Nubhra it's in my heart right. yeah that's yeah. where I, I was and but the um but from what I hear I, I get nervous you know of, of what yeah. they've dug up what they destroyed or what they've kept I don't know I'm yeah. something, maybe something. the memories are more beautiful yeah. I know they they've done a lot of work to it to make yeah. it Better for guests, and for I'm sure they repainted everything. It's like blinking, beautiful, yeah, uh, place. But I actually plan to take my boys there soon, maybe next year at some point I, soon. I really want them to come.
2: And a little, and a little tidbit of interesting information was that Amal Sham also lived in Newbrindavan. <laughs> you guys didn't meet there. Yeah,
1: we just missed. We just, just missed, missed each, each other. other.
2: <laughs> and we do have one question here in the chat, we'll end with this question. So are you still, this is from Sarada, are you still in contact with people of other faiths? And were some of them influenced by the devotees?
1: I'm not in contact with any of them. Um, and I do believe they were definitely influenced by, oh, wait, well, I don't know, there's a couple uh, yeah. who came from, but now that is you know is they also are ISKCON, so they may have been coming okay. in with or with the leader at the time but now they're you know but yeah so i guess so yeah
2: and the other and you know the 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 leaders of the other faiths they weren't really i guess coming to be turn, you know weren't they were more sharing their faith
1: it seemed like it yeah it seemed yeah. like everyone was like yeah, it's interesting. They came to preach, I guess. Right, right. Everybody preached, everyone was preaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. far out time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, any other last
2: questions? At- Atula's um, right after this interview, she's going to teach at our Cody school. One of her other great talents is uh, teaching children art classes. So she's heading to that. Oh, sorry, was there something?
1: I think Mahara was trying to speak. Oh, OK. But she should put English, otherwise we can't hear. I think she.
2: Oh, there you are. We. It's a little bit slow.
0: Yeah. You seem to be having uh, connection issues the last time.
1: Maybe typing it. Do you
0: want to write it in the chat? It's just really uh, delayed. Can you write it in the chat? No. If you can, if you can write it in the chat, your connection is not strong enough, so it's yeah. just Stretching out your...
2: Okay, can you hear me now? Okay, can you hear me now? All right. Or Bo?
0: You could actually, um, you could try calling me and I can put you on speaker.
2: There is someone on the phone who's trying to speak to ask something.
0: Oh. Can
2: you hear me now? Oh. Hello? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh Mahara? You can hear Yeah. Her? Who can hear me? Maybe she did um, I think she do you, the Mahara. thing you have to do.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. I'm gonna see if I can get a hold of Mahara, okay, but we'll Shama has a question. All right,
2: we have a question from Shama Sundar. Oh, okay. I was wondering if you were able to go through your traumas in an active conscious way, or did your life just get better and that is it? I'm thinking of the girl who was bullying you yeah. I really felt for you. I hate all those isms, racism, bullying, etc. Thank
1: also. you. Thank you. I feel your love. Awesome, <laughs> i I've had a little support over Amal Sham is um, really amazing at talking through um, Amal Sham has done some work with me. Um, he's a really good kind of counsel in that sense. Um, we've gone through some of it. Um, now I have another support group of ladies who um, I feel like comfortable sharing. And and I feel like, yes, I'm actively working through those things now and over the years a little bit, but, and life has gotten better (laughs) as well. So. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice, nice question. All right, well, I don't know if we can get. Mahara, do you want to try once more? No? D- did you do the, the mute thing? The, the mute thing? Okay, because Akura said he could. Okay. 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 It yeah. Okay. okay. OK, well, thank you all so much for joining. We had a nice group. I appreciate all the stalwarts that come on to every interview. Sakirati and Sham are always,
0: always up there. They're on, they're on everything. They're on everything. All the time. OK, well,
2: thank you all so much for joining.
0: We had a nice group. I appreciate all the stalwarts that come on. Oh, Mahara, to
1: you have the mute. Oh. <laughs>
2: It's great when you hear yourself back. <laughs> yeah. Not fun. Okay. All right. Well done, Pranam. Yeah. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna. Hare Hare. Hare Rama. Hare Rama. Rama Rama. Rama Hare Hare. Banasakalpatruvyastra. Kripa Sindhuvecha. Patita Nam Pavanepyo. Vaishnave Bhona Maha. The treasures of our life are the devotees. Thank you, Atulasaki. Hi, ball, everybody.
0: Thank you, thank you, Grungi, and Madan and Atulishaki. Hi, Bye, Mitra. <laughs>